but um, sat through two hours. Yeah, did you like it? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Joaquin is just on another level. A thespian. Yeah. Wow. Um, love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that's all. your host CEO Hayes and the one and only Tanya D's in the building what's going on Hola. for once she didn't switch up colors or really hairstyles like this is I changed the style yeah. I'm very proud of my bun it's a nice bun I like how you have the little crisscross with it you see me I was being creative <laughs> I feel that I feel that um so I want to because I, I feel like we don't like you you kind of talk about it a little bit but um just for i want people to understand that you do have another podcast on the network that you're part of another podcast you ladies are hilarious too by the way um <laughs> we have a good time you I know see. that's my type of carrying on i, I see like so is, is are there any libations going on while you're while you ladies are, are recording coincidentally <laughs> most okay so marla so for guys that don't know um um co-host creator of uh, Urban Sweet Talk podcast, and it's just the two of us, me and my Marla. Um, she's my best friend's cousin, and we're like family. And um, just started doing that show, and <laughs> it's just been just our chemistry and just just the way that we are, and just how long we've known each other. Sometimes she knows things that like before I even say it, <laughs> um, but we we like to have a good old time over there. So yeah. That's good. That's good. Everyone definitely go and check it out. I just want to And I'm very excited to be a part of the Breaks Media, the Breaks Media family. Yes. You've been so welcoming, arms wide open. This is what we do. Like, I love, I love this. You're a model. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're a mogul out here. Wait a second. Wait a second. You are doing things. <laughs> I see it. You're I don't know what you're talking things. about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I just I live in, I think I live in my little corner of the universe and I just I just try to make it, that's all. Okay. <laughs> well, we do have a few topics together for you guys. We actually have a uh, a catch up on one of the letters that we talked about a, a couple of weeks ago at this point. So we'll we'll be discussing that too. But and so I I'd really want to for us to have like topics that aren't covered everywhere so i was just doing a little research on like successful yeah. relationships and then this one came up on how education affects successful relationships so college educated women actually have an eight in ten chance of being in a sexual se- a sexual a successful relationship <laughs> a successful relationship and yeah. on the flip side of that two-thirds of men with a bachelor's degree at least a bachelor's degree can expect that if they marry their first marriage will last 20 years longer what do you think about that you stop should I, people stop dating dumb niggas is that what we're is that what we're reading yet? i mean when you make points <laughs> i have to point it out okay and you made one there <laughs> niggas just be dumb 
You know, <laughs> once upon a time in my single days, I used to give so I used to give out my number in standard form. So I would go seven million eight hundred sixty three one hundred twenty three one hundred sixty five. Right. <laughs> And I said that to this one dude, and he was like, oh, word, you live in Italy? I was like, you know, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Um, he just thought it was another language or a different place. But I feel like there is some validity to that because I feel like once you have experienced college in any form, mm -hmm. I don't care if that is community college, university, I don't care. You have been around a significant amount of people. You've grown through things. Um, and you sometimes have just a deeper understanding of what dedication is, of what putting hard work is, you mm -hmm. know, to get those dissertations. Like, it's not easy. To, to go through school and get your degree is not easy. And it does require a lot of discipline. And I feel like sometimes um, that people can transition that into relationships where they can operate it the same way that they got through uh, college, you know, just being steadfast and, you know, doing everything that you need to do to get the good grade, right? Because you need a good grade in your relationship. Um, so I think there is some validity to that, especially if both of them are educated. Um, I think there's just a deeper understanding okay. when there are. Not to say that, you know, people without um, educations can't have that bonding connection because life can teach you. Life, there's no greater school than life. Um, but I do feel like there is some validity to this thing here. But as far as the... Um, their marriage will last 20 years or longer. Mm -hmm. I don't know where these stats came from. <laughs> I don't know too People many marriages that are lasting day. 20 years. So um, that's just an interesting stat. But I think that even taking out the like education portion of it, I think when you look at people being college educated and having longer, more successful relationships, you also, there's a social aspect to that. Like you're, you're more socially aware. You're more, you have to interact with people. You more more times than not, when you go to college, you're forced to work in groups with people who you didn't grow up in. Many people mm -hmm. in school, like they they stay in those same social circles. When you go to college, you're forced to kind of step out of that, and thus right. it it's it it helps you be more um, adaptable in, in a way. So I'm sure that that helps successful relationships as well. So absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't know where you dug this up, but it, it is true. I think there is some truth to that. Yeah. 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 I mean, and for anyone like who who's had a successful relationship dating somebody who's done, we'd love to hear about that, too. You can go ahead and write in your success stories. To... Oh, then let me write in right the hell now. At, at what's our email? Uh, Lovelust and BAS at gmail.com. That's go. right. Let me send something in right now. I have like 12 stories. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I remember using the word nonchalant, and he was like, so so you a smart girl. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you use it. What's that word? Non nonchalant. <laughs> I was like, yeah, nonchalant. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's it's a struggle, especially when you're dating. Like, I grew up in the hood, right? Liberty City mm -hmm. in Miami. And, I mean, it just... It's on first 48. So I really just don't get no, <laughs> no more hood than that. But, but I feel like, you know, when they, it's, it's ironic because when I speak and people are like, you grew up in Liberty city. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. We talk like this too. Um, cause everybody in Liberty city sound like the city girls. Oh, so, okay. Wow. I mean, or trick daddy or, 
any of those Miamians, yeah. that's what Miamians sound like. But yeah, I think it is a challenge, especially when um, women are a little bit more smarter than the guy because you're kind of dragging him along through life, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get him to get with it. But um, that is a good topic that you picked up. There. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great one to start off with, too. You, you Speaking of Miami, uh, the award that the Berks Media won, Pod, the Pod Excellence Awards, that's actually in Miami next year. So, is it? Yes. Yes. Oh, so we going to party. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to put party because I'm old. I get washed <laughs> and then I don't go nowhere. So this would be a great opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've embraced being washed. Like, I, it used to be a point in time where I prided myself on my ability to drink and never have a hangover. This past mm-hmm. New Year's, listen, it I, it's done. It's day to recover from actually drinking too much like for me i'm a lightweight now and i've accepted it before you know when somebody call you a a lightweight or you're babysitting your drink you'd be like no i'm not and you'll down it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you'll drink some more (laughs) to keep up with everybody but now i'm like oh girl i'm in this corner i have one cup (laughs) me and this one cup we're gonna have a good time (laughs) i'm not into being sick and feeling tired and groggy the next day that is not where it's at so too old yeah. Well, there you go. Let's. <laughs> I don't mind being washed at all. But let's get into the next topic. Find me at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like go out. I like drinking either in my house or my cousin's house or family because that way I know if by chance I do decide to get wasted, I'm okay. Kickbacks at the house over anything. <laughs> you have something at your house. What do you need me to bring? Yeah. Okay, I'm coming with with I'm bearing gifts when I show up because I love just a chill environment. There's not much going on, mm-hmm. and you're able to kind of just relax and enjoy yourself, yeah. opposed to like all the front end and all the stuff that's going on when you actually go out or even to a club. Yeah, yeah. If if you if somebody has like a birthday party at a club, so I'll go because I'm gonna, I'm gonna celebrate your stuff, but. At the, I'm I'm going in with the set time that I'm leaving. Like I'm going hey, in look, knowing I got an hour, hour fifteen. I'm out. If it's at your I house, am I queen can stay. of show face, right? <laughs> that's what I'm all. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. I go, I go greet whoever it is I'm going for. Hey, so you saw me, okay? <laughs> so you can't say you didn't see me. There have been so many times I walked straight in there, greeted them, did two steps. And left out the door. <laughs> you saw me do two things. You saw me greet you, and you saw me dance. So now it's time to go. <laughs> so let, let, I can't. And I know we're getting way off topic, but let's get into party hacks. So this is the thing. This is a party hack for anyone who wants to know. You, mm. If you show up fashionably 30, 45 minutes late, and you let the person who's hosting get a little wasted, they won't remember how long you're there. You do what you just said. Awesome. Yeah. And they're going to think, all because they all they remember is seeing you and you dancing, in their drunk mind, they're going to think, oh, yeah, Tanya was there for a while. See, that's a party You see it, Sam? You're on to my logic. <laughs> you're, you're on, we're here. Okay. Yeah, we can, right. we can move on. <laughs> Let's get into the second topic. Uh, so yes. this one is, what is the worst sexual advice that you have ever received? The worst sexual advice I've ever received was um, save yourself for marriage. Um, Cause no, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's dumb. I'm never doing that. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing I've heard. But no, not to say that it's stupid, but I know a lot of people do it and have done it. But I remember it really being a thing of like, just save yourself for marriage, mm. and you know. 
all this stuff out there can wait and it's gonna be there and I'll be like well what you mean I can't test out dick how am I gonna know what I like and what I don't like how am I gonna know what's big and what's girthy how am I gonna know anything and so I think that when people kind especially with girls and when when they kind of scare you with the religion and and you know you do it's I don't it shouldn't be such a shameful thing uh, as far as sex is concerned, but I know that that's practiced a lot. Save yourself for marriage, save yourself for the right one, or even celibacy. Celibacy is a little dumb, but I understand if you have a cause behind it. Yeah. But that's the worst sex advice I've ever gotten. It's just to not do it until you get married. Yeah. Because you need to test things out. Okay, that's fair enough. What about you? So, here we go. We're gonna oh. set. We're gonna set the. We're gonna set the scene. All right. Okay. Let me. Let me. Okay. Go ahead. So. 12 between 12 and 13 year old cj is riding in the car with his father from football practice and literally i feel like you know how like we have those memes now where it's like nobody nobody at all and then somebody (laughs) says something crazy (laughs) so that's what was happening so it was no nobody said anything nothing at all we were sitting chilling my dad looks over at me dead serious and says if you're not fucking you need to at least be getting your dick sucked and i'm looking like (laughs) i'm like what what, You're wait, like a what? sixth grader, seventh grader. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking, and I'm legit. I'm looking at this man like, what happened? Like, where, where did this come from? We went from here to, so, and no one asked for it. Nobody asked for it. Like, I can see if like. He picked me up from football practice and there was like some cheerleaders I was talking to and he had questions or maybe we were picking up in the middle of a conversation we didn't get to finish. It was nothing. Music. I think it was like Art Kelly in the background or something like it was really chill. Just riding home, waiting to get home and eat after football practice. He looks over at me dead in my face and I'm like, I have no idea how to move forward at this point. None. (laughs) You know, I think. I don't know. I feel like my brothers had a similar conversation with with my dad. And I think, I don't know. I can't tell if some of it is kind of just like, please start having sex so you don't be gay. (laughs) I don't know if it's some of that, right? Because, you know, know, men want their sons, for the most part, heterosexual men want their sons to be heterosexual. So it's kind of like they kind of introduce sex with girls and things like that kind of early just to make sure he's on the right track. Yeah. Also, men get passes for just sowing your royal oats. Exactly. So even even in the coming to America, that's the only reason why his ass got to America in the first <laughs> goddamn place was because his daddy was like, oh, yeah. you just need to fuck around? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, go ahead and do that. It is very, very welcome <laughs> with, with men. So that is very funny. That's great sex advice. <laughs> yeah, that shit just for a kid. For a kid, like literally, I, I and you know I was outside of playing with toys, but I was very heavy into video games. And Pokemon was the shit at that time. I was still playing Pokemon Sapphire. This is how well I remember this whole situation. Like it just why I was trying to catch them all. I wasn't trying to catch no women. That, that's. <laughs> That's what he wanted you to catch. The women. Yeah. And shout out to uh, to Dan from Black Law and Legal Lies. He was actually on this podcast talking about the worst advice that he ever gotten. And he oh, said man. that one of his friends told him to, uh, before he breaks up with a chick, to have sex with her, right? 
ejaculate all over her and then tell her it's over and leave. And so that's where this topic got started from because I'm like, oh. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> I think he said it was his cousin. His cousin told him because he was telling his cousin about how he wanted to break up with this girl. He thought it was over. And his cousin told him, what you do is you have sex with her, you come all over, and then you tell her it's over. I'm like, he was trying to get you killed. Like, that's what that was. He was trying to get you cut. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, wait, first of all, going over for closure, any, you know, you know how yeah, that yeah. turns out in the first place. But if somebody just nuts all over me, and by all over, I mean, like, close to my lashes, things that are important. And then, like, oh, yeah, so we're done? <laughs> I'm just going to start laughing like the Joker. I'm just going <laughs> to uncontrollably start laughing. And 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 it's going to make you feel like your life is in danger. Because it would be. Because it would be. Yeah. But, no, that is... <laughs> I have to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I'll send I'll you the link. You got to listen to it. And the way he tells the story is like, you got to hear the inflection in his voice. I need, yeah, I need to crazy. hear the rest. I need context. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into the third topic for today before we get into these letters. And this one is an interesting one because you may not know this about me, but horror movies are my favorite genre of movies at all. Like, I, I look at horror movies like pizza. Like, you know, like, even when it's a bad pizza, it's still pizza. It's still pizza. I, that's how I feel about horror movies. I, I will randomly put on the cheat. Like, I I watched Zombie Beavers last night. Don't ask me why. What? Zombie Beavers. It was a movie okay. about actual beat because it, it sounds like one of those porn parodies, but it was actual beavers. Uh, that's why I was asking. <laughs> no. Like, I don't know what you're into. I don't know. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> it was actual beavers who, like, I'm getting sidetracked. They got into some toxic ways to turn into zombies and kill people. Um, <laughs> but me again researching weird topics for this podcast. I, mean, I don't know what you were going through. I need to go through your search engine. That's oh, what I need to do. You don't need that. You don't want those problems. It don't even matter if you went in incognito. It don't matter nah. if you went in private mode. You I'm need sure to see I'm, your search engine. I'm on several FBI lists, I'm sure, because of my search. Like, Because between the podcasts that I do, I'm searching like music topics, Trump, politics, zombie beavers, uh, all types of weird shit. Um, so... Join us. Sometimes when I'm taking selfies, I just start performing for my FBI agent <laughs> just in case they watch it. Because I'm sure I'm on that list oh, of yeah. things I say from time to time or even tweet. But yeah, this horror thing, it's, it's ironic because it's only recently I kind of was like, all right, I'll give scary movies a chance mm. because I did not play those games. I don't like scary movies. <laughs> I like mysteries. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I like mysteries. Um, or suspense or something like that. Like the other day, I watched Chucky, the first one. Okay. <laughs> Child's Play. Yeah. And just how ridiculous it was. Uh -huh. They did, let me, the production did the bare minimum. There was a scene when the little boy was leaving the, the, the jail or mm -hmm. school. He left school. And you know, there's a glass door. You could see the whole crew. Oh, of wow. The production in the reflection of the door. That's how little they gave a damn. Also, they kept swapping in dolls for Chucky oh, yeah. and Midget. And that was like, I mean, a small person. And I was like, wow, they did the bare minimums. What was I so afraid of as a kid? Like, it's a toy. But there's only like a couple scary movies that I still won't watch to this day. Mm -hmm. Hellraiser. Okay. Candyman. Okay. Candyman is number one. You know Jordan Peele's remaking Candyman? Like, 
Huh? Jordan Peele's remaking Candyman. Oh, I don't give a damn what he's doing. <laughs> um, as for me and my home, like, I'm not watching that. Me my house, I'm not watching that because I just never, I never got over it. Other movies I'm able to like come along or whatever. Mm. But if you're like trying to like kick it with me on some Netflix and chill and you pop on a scary movie, I'm like, oh, you must not want no pussy at all because <laughs> I'm terrified. Now, I got to protect myself. I don't want to watch it. Like, I'm just, I'm no good with, like, I think the only time that I'm scared is when it's paranormal things. Okay. On a side note, when I was a child, I experienced things. And so it's not fun for me to watch um, Paranormal Activity 47. That's just not fun to me. Because mm. I'm like, I don't, mm-mm. But if there's a monster, then it's cool. Like, I'll watch it, like a Jason or, you know, Halloween stuff. Like, I'll watch that stuff. Cool. But when it gets to Paranormal or Candyman, Jordan Peele can kiss my ass. I'm just <laughs> not going to watch that. I haven't gotten over it. I haven't gotten over it. Fair enough, so, fair enough. Now, you, I feel like because you like this, because that's your genre, mm-hmm. I feel like things have happened for you. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get into that. So, um, I don't know even know if I if I got to to dig or to say what we're about to dig into. So, another thing in me researching, researchers say that a horror movie, watching a horror movie, is the best way to get laid on the first date. I have a couple of theories for this. A, I, I think it's the the rush of like endorphins or whatever, like being scared. It, it brings you guys closer <laughs> together. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of reasons why it makes sense that horror movies would be the best way to get laid on the first date. Um, mm. Now, unknowingly, I have used this tactic before. Unknowingly, completely. That's just because I love horror movies. Like, I never even thought about it that way. But it makes sense when you think about it. Don't no, judge you me. knew. Don't judge me. There's judgment because you knew. You were like, you know, I'm going to put this on right now. And then she going to get a little spook. She going to want to be a little closer. You know, uh-huh. that's what you be doing. Yeah, and then boom, boom, the dicks out. That's how you, that's how you do it. I swear... <laughs> Poor Jesus. If I'm watching something and in my media peripheral, I see dick, I would be so concerned. At what point in the story did you feel like it was okay to take your dick out? You know, I learn new things about you every day. Every day I'm learning new things. Shame on you. Me. But this is a good set. I think rom-coms probably, like, or suspense, because both of y'all are trying to figure it out, like mysteries, yeah. and I think I think that creates more of a, like, a little moment mm-hmm. with scary movies. I'm black, and I just talk through the whole thing, <laughs> so that I can stop being scared. <laughs> I th- uh-uh, bitch! It is, <laughs> That's me. So, like... Like, I, I would really want to know, and I know this isn't horror at all, but, like, how many people have gotten laid watching The Notebook? Like, The Notebook has to be the least successful movie to get laid off of because Why? you're crying afterwards. Like, nobody's nobody's oh, thinking about I just, this. I just can't get through it. You have, you have, you've never finished The Notebook? I, oh, wow. I'm not a big fan of romance. Mm-hmm. Like, because sometimes it's so sappy, I'll be like, oh, my God. But... You know, I just can't get through it, and I don't know why. That's fair. I'm going to try again for the third time. I'm going to try well, again. It, it is too damn long. Like, literally, it could have been an hour and a half. Why that movie That's so long, I, I don't like. understand. I feel like it's probably just so long that I just gave up. I bet you don't say that about... Uh, never mind. Never mind. We're just going to go ahead and keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Anything? I, I had to get a sip of um, a beverage just to clear my throat. <clears throat> Anything left before we get into the letters for this week? 
Um, are we gonna are we gonna break before? Yeah, we're gonna take a break. All right. All right. We're gonna go ahead and take our break, and we'll be right back after this. Hey guys, it's your girl Beck Easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell, and this is the, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat, where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, and we are back to answer your guys' questions, and then we have a follow-up at the end of this one. So, this first one yeah. is proposing a break viable. This one goes, so please hear me out. I know Hayes' stance about breaks, but no, I haven't found anyone else. I don't want to date around, and I don't want to fuck random dudes. It's simply that I feel overwhelmed. I have been been two years with my boyfriend, 25. He is lovely. He has his flaws in every human being, but all in all, our relationship is not bad. We fight and we make up. But as we have been together two years, the topic of moving in and taking next steps have come up. We spend more time together, and he introduced me to more family. Also, there's been talks to visit my family. I moved from Latin America, which is why he doesn't know them. I just feel it misspelled that. I just feel let like it go, little... let it go. Let it go. <laughs> just... I've seen it and I just <laughs> Yeah, I just copy and paste it. I just I just feel a little bit of fear. I don't know. I have always been a very anxious being, diagnosed with real life anxiety and other stuff that is not important to this. I've talked to him and he has assured me that we can take our time, but ultimately I feel pressured by our environment, our parents, friends, ETC. Now this might very well be me in my head, but I feel like I can't breathe. And there is a fucking long waiting list and I had to switch therapists. I can start seeing my new one in two months. You just said that it wasn't important, but then you went on to it. It is important because you brought it up, period. Exactly. You brought it up for a reason. (laughs) I'm just feeling how I am retracting myself from the relationship. My love for my boyfriend hasn't dwindled. I am not attracted to anyone else. I don't feel the desire to to be sexually with more than one man. Before my boyfriend, I was a virgin because I felt no sexual drive. Because I am scared of hurting him with my behavior, as I said, I feel like I am retracting and unintentionally acting colder towards him. I feel like I need time to figure out a coping mechanism. I feel I lost myself in this relationship. I feel scared that I might have lost my personality. I feel the need to be alone for a bit. Sorry, this is rambling. My brain is just jumping so fast. Does someone have advice, have traveled through something similar with their partner? If yes, how do you navigate that? Oh, first, okay. First, let me say, I'm going to, everything that I'm saying right now, I want to use with some form of sensitivity because I understand that you do have issues um, going on, you know, whether that's the anxiety or trying to figure out a therapist or just trying to sort out the situation. And honestly, um, I feel like women who, and this is no slight to the person at all, right? I feel like women who do not go through this phase, like the whole phase, Mm -hmm. women who don't sow their royal oats, so to speak, or date, or, you know, whether they have a sex drive or not, just to date, just to be out, have different experience, meet different, different guys, you know, things like that. It really does mature you. So that when you are in a relationship, you don't feel like a prisoner. Um, and just because her boyfriend isn't abusive, isn't, you know, 
doesn't mean that she doesn't feel like a, mm -hmm. a prisoner in that relationship because she's not being honest. So my advice is that <clears throat> first, I'm not sure how the relationship is, but there should be some form of dialogue between you and this person. Hey, I have these issues. You know, I know that people feel like, Oh, I don't want to tell people all my business and make them worry about me and put my burdens on them. But if you've been with somebody for two years, my burdens are your burdens, nigga. Like mm -hmm. they are ours. Yeah. So if the more you um, retreat and become a recluse and kind of hide yourself away from the world, trying not to be a burden to the one person, this person is inside your guts, right? This person is as close to you as physically possible and you're trying to push that person away because you feel like you need time alone which is fine but you need to establish some type of transparency and honesty and say that hey i'm dealing with these things it is making me feel like xyz i currently am not able to get to speak to a therapist for these things but i feel like it is causing enough problems inside that it is causing problems outside. And when I say problems, it's affecting this relationship. It's, it's affecting how I'm treating you. You don't even know because there's been, there could have been times where he's worrying about what is wrong with her. Why can't I make her happy? What is it that I need to do? You know, she's saying he's lovely, but she's basically saying it's a me problem. It's a me problem, and I don't know. And I'm saying I'm not sure if a break is necessary without you being honest first. Now, if you're honest, and he says, okay, we'll go sort that out. Then that's what you do. But right now, you guys are a team, whether you feel alone or not. You're with this person. And I know you want to take it to these, or if the relationship is going in a different direction or it's taking different steps. But it cannot make those transitions without that honesty because it's going to come up. It's going to come up when you're, you're signing papers for the lease. It's going to come up when you're... You're, you're moving in together. You're, you're putting all your stuff together. These problems are not going to go away because your relationship is advancing. Even if you got married tomorrow, the problems will still be here if you don't address them. So the more you try to hide, the worse is going to make the situation. So my advice is just to clear the air and put it all out. And even if you make that person uncomfortable, even if it's uncomfortable for you, there has to be some form of honesty about what you're going through with someone because you can't speak to a therapist. Unfortunately, we're not therapists and we want to give you the best advice possible, but I want you to take that with some, with a grain of salt because again, we're not those professionals, but that is the most honest thing that I can say. I, I remember feeling like that at some point feeling like, Oh, you know, well, I don't want to break up because this person is good to me, but I don't, I'm not really myself and I'm not, you know, you go through a lot of changes and every time that things were happening with me internally and I kept it to myself, I kicked myself in the ass every time yeah. by not being honest or not being proactive. It always came to bite me in the ass. What about you guys? No, I agree. And I think, you know, even taking the anxiety portion and what she's going through out of the equation, like you moved here from a different country. So that's that's a stress factor mm -hmm. on top of it. And then even with that, we everyone has the tendency at some point in the relationship for it to become more about the relationship. And we kind of forget to take care of ourselves. Right. And then we miss out on how that does in, ter in turn affect our relationship. You have to take care of what you're going through and not necessarily I wouldn't say if you can avoid putting a, a break or taking a break from the relationship, 
then do so. But you at least need to to be able to slow down and take time out for yourself. And if that's your partner, if that's someone who is as invested as you, as it seems like you guys are, then he sh he will understand that. We we sometimes sabotage ourselves by thinking, oh, if I tell this person that I need this, they're going to react negatively, so I'm just not going to say it. And then what are you how what are you really winning in that sense? You're not taking care of yourself. You can't give to fully to your relationship, so you're retracting some from that and he doesn't even know that you're feeling this way because you're afraid to talk to him about it. So I feel like you really need to do talk to him about it. Also with the anxiety, I know you say that that has nothing to do with this, but it does. And you need it to does. talk you need to deal with that as well because that can feed into a lot of different things that you may not even realize it because you're you're in it. Like it's hard when you're in the midst of the I don't want to call it a mess, but in the midst of the situation to really objectively look at it. And if you take some time away to get yourself right, I guarantee you'll have new eyes on the whole situation and see that some things were affecting it more than probably what you thought. Absolutely. And and I feel like <clears throat> I feel like women in particular go through this a lot because I don't know if I said this on a previous episode or even my podcast, but that chameleon factor that women have mm -hmm. where not to say that men are intentionally doing that at all. Like the power of suggestion is very strong. A man starts saying he likes long, straight black hair. Suddenly when you get your next hairdo, you're going to get long, straight black hair because he kind of suggested that he liked that thing. Yeah. Um, and women always want to be the thing that he likes. You know, we always want to be wanted. And if that's what you want, I want to be that. So in this case, you know, like if, if you feel yourself tugging away from the relationship, but the relationship is there, it's been there for two years, but you still feel yourself kind of pulling away from it. That's a personal thing that has probably nothing to do with the relationship. It is very internal. And I, what also I wanted to say was that the anxiety portion, anxiety is this obsession with the future that you can't control, right? You have no control over it, but you have this anxiety of how it's supposed to play out and who's watching you and what's going to happen and the effects and who's going to react. You know, you're, you're already obsessing about something that's imaginary. Yeah. It doesn't even exist yet. It only exists in your mind at the moment because people will surprise you. People will literally surprise you when you're being honest. You you be honest. I got out of a ticket, not to make the lightest of the mm -hmm. situation, but literally it was like the middle of the night. I had ran a, a light. Well, actually, it said no left turn, but it, it's like clearly I could make it. So I yeah. did. And as soon as I did, it was like, whoop, whoop. I was like, damn. <laughs> and when, you know, when, the, when I talked to the cop, he's like, so you didn't see the sign that says no left turn. I said, to be honest with you, it's late and I just didn't think nobody would see it. <laughs> he said, ma'am, it is the law, not suggestions. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, look, if I follow you down the street and you're still not abiding by the signs, I'm going to have to give you a ticket. I'm like, so I don't get one this time? He's like, ma'am, please leave. Like, All, right. <laughs> All right, no problem. I can go. But just the honesty sometimes catches people by surprise. Mm -hmm. The honesty also lets people take their guard down. You're not trying to attack me because you're being so honest, like it's painful. Yeah. You're being painfully honest. And that's kind of like burying your soul in a way that anybody can um, sympathize or empathize with. You know, I don't care what you're, but if you literally are putting it out there, listen, this is what I'm going through on a daily basis. This is how I feel. And it has nothing to do with you but I don't want it to affect you or our relationship, but it has gotten to a point where it's out of control. I feel like I feel like it's out of my control and I need to say it 
so that at least you know. So when you're you're, you're kind of to yourself or you're being kind of introverted, he's not thinking he's doing something something wrong. He's not thinking something is wrong with the relationship. He has an understanding. You know, we talked about that before. Or even he can help you. You have no idea what resources people have um, if you keep your mouth shut. So I always emphasize, I overemphasize just being painfully honest because you're hurting yourself at this point. Yeah. It's, it's self-inflicted, and we just want you to be better, you know? There you go. There you mm-hmm. have it. We do want you to be better. So take some time out for yourself. Uh, take an evaluation of the situation and get get your mind wrapped around it and then definitely talk to your boyfriend. He deserves to hear about it. He does. She said he's lovely, and I, 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 I believe he is. He'll understand. There you go. There you go. Well, let's get into the next letter. This one's on you, ma'am. Well, all right. So, second question. Um, first, it says, relationship has been long over, but I'm still angry and I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's it. That is it. That is the question you should ask. All right. So it says typically or typical relationship lasting about three months. It ended due to trust issues and she lost complete interest due to the fact that she was only using me for emotional support going through a hard time. Anyway, in caps, just so we know we're moving forward. (laughs) It ended in a reasonable way, but as time grew on, I tried talking to her and she would just blow me off and make excuses. Always pushing me. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought she was physically doing that. <laughs> Always pushing me and and only me away, but letting everyone else in. I have questions, mm. but I'll finish. I've now cut off all social media tied to her, and I've only moved states away from her for another job. She literally is nothing but a thought. I don't see her. I don't hear her. I don't have to deal with her anymore. So why am I still angry? I don't want to care anymore. I don't want her back. I just want to stop being angry at her. She doesn't care about me, and I've moved on, I swear. But I'm still angry. Fool is angry. Yeah. Angry is in here about 30 times. (laughs) And this is only like a paragraph. Um, I'm still angry. Not even random hookups get her out of my head. I want to move on with my life, but I can't while I'm still angry with her. I just want to not be angry with an ex. How can I simply stop being angry at an ex and move on. Um, you you can you can go ahead and tag that deep side. Okay. Okay. Are we about to get into something? <laughs> no, no. I just I think like some people have this big thing with closure that I that I don't understand personally because it's never been a thing mm-hmm. for me. Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. once I cut that off, it's off. So it's gone. Yeah, so so I have a hard time sometimes understanding that need for closure from for some people, but I clearly think that that's what's going on here. Now you won't always get closure, and maybe that's the reason why I don't trip off of it so much because sometimes you just unfortunately will not get closure. Right. And so you have to find a different way to move on. Yes, it makes sense to be angry. We all have those times or situations that we go through that when we think about them or they pop up in our head, we immediately start flipping out. We're not flipping out, but we immediately start reliving why we were angry in the first place. So I don't know if it's something that you need to go somewhere and just scream and let it all out. Maybe that'll get it off of you. Maybe you need to go hit the gym and get a punching bag. I don't know, but there is there's something that you're not releasing in, from this situation, and it's definitely showing when you get so angry. And she's not a, it, it doesn't seem like she's a factor in your life at all anymore. And you are quite angry because you put it like 15 times in here. So it's a typical relationship lasting about three months. So first of all, this is only like a probationary period at work worth of relationship. Mm-hmm. 
That is true. Right? Before you get your benefits and shit, you start a new job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have that that uh, 90 day thing. But I feel like in this case where you feel just so angry, it's like this is internal. This is actually very um, it does say a lot. So you're basically saying that it ended through trust issues and she lost interest in you and she was using you for emotional support through a hard time. So maybe you're just mad at yourself for allowing yourself to, to be, be used. used. There you go. And and maybe let's say this is someone that never had to deal with that, you know, never had to deal with the, the end of being used and may have been someone that does all the using who knows. But I know that <clears throat> feeling like a clown, feeling like a dumbass after the relationship is over, when you, you sit back and you think about all the shit that you have done for this person, all the things that you have forgiven, all that you have given and it makes you angry. Um, and there's nowhere to put that. That's because you are angry because you allowed that to happen. Yeah. This person took the best of you, or so you think, and you're mad about that. You're mad and you feel like this person took something from you. Um, but the reality is they didn't. They didn't take something from you. This is a valuable lesson, but they didn't take anything from you. But the anger is misdirected. The anger is really with yourself. You're not mad at her as much as you think. Because if she showed up right now and gave you a hug and told you she was sorry, ma somehow, magically, the anger may go away. Yeah. When you get your way, then, may, you know, but you're not getting your way. You don't see her. You don't have any communication with her. Now, one thing I did think was interesting, um, she said, always pushing me away, always pushing me and only me away, but letting everyone else in. So again, what type of resentment do you have for watching this person accept other people and not accept you? There's a part of that that's like, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. And something, something is, you know, and the fact that you're harboring, this wasn't, and not to say that three months isn't sufficient enough time to develop, to develop strong feelings for somebody, you know, it is, you know, you can develop feelings overnight. But I feel like in this case, when you're you're saying, you know, she pushes only me away and I see, you know, everyone else gets to get into her small circle, but she pushed me away and she used me. And you're victimizing yourself right now when um, you said that it ended reasonably. So if it ended reasonably, so this person wasn't, you know, harassing you, wasn't busting out your windows, <laughs> you know whatever women do when they're distraught. She wasn't doing that. You said it ended reasonably and you're more so just upset of this person moving on, of this person not being interested in you, um, of this person getting closer to other people and not you. So it's, again, this is a very personal thing that you're dealing with where you feel like you've been wronged or, you know, um, betrayed or whatever feeling, the anger that you feel, it is really for yourself, but you don't want to have that anger for yourself because then you're responsible. Then you're responsible for doing something about it. But so long as you make it somebody else's problem, oh, they did this to me, you don't have to fix anything, right? Because you put all the blame on them. And in this case, there's no blame that I see that goes to this other person. You've done everything in your power to get away from it. It's living inside of your head. So she is living in your head rent-free all day, if you ain't angry, you're not moving on. You said random hookups don't even work. Um, and, and now you're just fucking up the game. And, <laughs> you out here giving lackluster dick because <laughs> some girl upset you 
from a couple months ago. <laughs> no, say it out loud. Like, let's stop this podcast. Say it out loud so you can hear how it sounds. Because some people don't realize it because it's all in your head. But you ever said something out loud and you go, oh, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. I Oh, probably I shouldn't do that. I should do something else. But in this case, I feel like that's all it is. You're upset with yourself for being used and being in this situation. And you're just mad it's over and there is no redemption. That's facts. Facts. What do you what do you what do you think about how people do use somebody to get over the, like they go into something being emotionally selfish like this like the whole rebound thing when they get with somebody who really they're just only with it with it for what they can get from that get person from yeah mm-hmm. how do I feel about it um I don't feel anyway I feel like <laughs> uh, if you're going to be there for somebody. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't really get to pick and choose how that's going to be. You've decided to be there for somebody. That's true. And you decided to take on that burden. You know, you decided um, whether that's the fact that you just care about that person and you don't want them to be sad or you don't want them to be without or whatever, and you just want to be there for them. But you cannot get upset with people um, of how they treat you because you did that. You did that of, of apparently on your own accord no one makes you you know be a crutch necessarily um it's 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 a dance it's two people involved it's multiple people involved cooperating making that happen as far as using somebody so when people say that they're being used it's like there's a you're allowing there is no use without your participation Mm. so you don't get to Oh, but then, and after the fact, but then I did this for you and I did this and I did that. Okay, then you did it to say you did it for me and you didn't do it out of love. You didn't do it because I needed it. You did it because you thought it was the right thing to do or whatever you thought it was. But now you can't get mad at me if I'm not feeling you like that or whatever. I I feel like if you extend your hand, your shoulder, your ear, your penis, your genitals, (laughs) (laughs) if you extend that to... Um, comfort somebody, if you extend that to um, to be there for somebody, then I don't know if you get to be a victim. You volunteered. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So, I just wanted to ask you that question. That's that's dope. Um, you ready to get into the last one? So, we got an yeah. update. Yes, I, this, I love when people actually listen to it. So, a couple of weeks ago, we got a letter <laughs> from Trinity and she was the one who was had the hookup relationship with someone and he showed up to a party with a different woman. So we got a follow up uh, from her. Uh, let's go ahead and get into this one. So this one is, hey, guys, first, let me thank you both for the advice. It was one of those moments where I'm cert- I'm for certain I knew better, but I needed to hear it from someone else. Slightly digmatized and suffering from stupidity. Well, at least you can admit it. I like that. <laughs> Accountability. Yeah, exactly. Since the email, I since the email and long talk with my sisters, I realized I was being dumb as hell. So I expressed to him I wasn't interested in continuing anything with him. This man sent me a text message as long as life explaining how this woman was just a friend and I'm tripping. I'm intimidated by her and their friendship, which then affects what him and I could have if I just mind our business and not theirs. Hmm. He sent flowers to my job recently and showed up. 
to the happy hour our same friend was hosting alone Ooh. this time <laughs> and wanting to talk privately when i declined he attempted to convince our friend to talk to me about what pro- what my problem was i don't know if this man is a sociopath or what the hell he's on i admit i i had a dumbass attack but i'm glad it didn't last long i've blocked him from social media and texting i know i can't affect him coming to events so i just steer clear from him so far so good Come on, Trinity. Sis. Come through. Sis. Sis, I see you moving. I see the, you know what? <laughs> this is beautiful. I love, I love when women are like, oh, he's a fuck nigga. Oh, okay. <laughs> let me just get my shit together. All right. So I love that she, one, Trinity, thank you so much for uh, reaching back out to us and following up because we do like to know what the result was. You know, did you take any of our advice? Did you throw it in the garbage? What happened through the situation? Through the situation, but um, who child the wine? Um, but I feel like in this case, cool. Let me tell you, manipulating men. This is exactly what they do. Mm. This is exactly the behavior of narcissistic manipulating men. Is because they want their their cake and the plate and literally everything that's associated with the damn cake. They want it all. And in this case where he's kind of like, okay, yeah, he was up front or he's dating or whatever, and you knew about it, um, and you could only go along with this so far, the fact that you're kind of like trying to separate yourself from this person, he's going, no, 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 no. You don't even have to do that. <laughs> just, okay, this is just us, girl. Don't even, look, focus. This is me and you. Don't worry about them other bitches. <laughs> it's just me and you here. You know, and and he's really trying to finagle that angle where men know that persistence overcomes resistance sometimes. Mm. Right. If you just keep being relentless and keep texting, keep calling, send her flowers, eventually she's going to cave in. For a lot of women, they don't even take that. You know what I'm saying? You could take her for a good four for four. And she like, damn, <laughs> that's the spicy nuggets. So, <laughs> I feel like men do those things in this tactic to try to show you how much they care. They're trying to compensate for the actual emotion with things, with the effort that you were asking for, mm-hmm. right? They're like, here it is. Look at all the effort I'm doing. I want you. I want you. And women give in and end up in the same situation. So I'm just so glad that you see it. You see the bullshit. You see through the bullshit. You notice that you had a moment of lapse. It's fine, girl. We've all had them. We've all had a moment of lapse. But this is beautiful that she's able to bring it around full circle and kind of go, you know what? I was the one that was looking at it this way, and this is what I'm going to do to fix the situation moving forward. And again, don't block it. I'm glad you blocked it from everything. And you know, crazy, crazy men, they'll just cash app you and send you a dollar just to be like, bitch, I know you see me calling you. <laughs> I recently like saw somebody tweet out that people do that shit, and it's like, People really waste a dollar to just go off. Like, so getting the last word is that important to people. They will send you a dollar to go off on you on Cash App. Absolutely worth, worth wow. it. Best Not to say spent. I've done it. I'm just saying. Be careful with men like that. And and I'm sure he's going to. This is what's going to happen. I can tell you verbatim. It's very good. He's going to do these things. You blocked him from everything. He already got a burner page. So let's stop there. I mean, he got one. <laughs> But he's going to let some time pass by. He's not going to bother you. you you're going to think, oh, great. Everybody moved on from the situation. It's not going to be true because it's, he's just going to hit you up when it comes 
Mm, let me see. Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving time, because men love to re-holler at you during the holidays. They want that extra plate. Hey, beautiful. Just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> You're like, um, I haven't talked to you in four years. Why are you <laughs> this unknown number? But I'm glad that you wrote us back. I'm glad that you took the advice. I'm glad that you're moving forward and moving on. And for the other letters, please write us back. Follow-ups. We love the follow-ups. We need to know what happened, especially me. I need to know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I feel like y'all have included us in these stories. And at this point now, we need we, we need to know what happened, like you said. We're um, part of your relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Trinity, I'm just, I'm just glad that you're in a better situation. I agree with pretty much everything that Tanya said. Um, the tactics of a nigga once they know that you're done with them, it would be amazing. You you will have somebody who never even you didn't even know they knew what a flower was, and all of a sudden they're sending you petunias at your job. I don't even know what type of flower that is, but you know. But you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like they're like, remember that effort you was trying to get? Mm -hmm. Here it is. So can we? Can I still like fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> but if can if he happens to. If he happens to show up at your window with a boombox, take a picture because that we need to. We'll save that one for the archive. If that nigga's holding up iPhone 11, <laughs> I will be sick. <laughs> <laughs> will be oh sick. man, you, you remember the day when people used to send you like mix CDs and mixtapes? Absolutely, that's from that's love. Yeah. I still make playlists to this day <laughs> for everything. There's a mood. There's a playlist for every mood. Yeah. That doesn't even surprise me with you. I don't even. I, I need not to be surprised by that. What I'm very moody. I'm very like. I like the moods of everything. I like colors. You know. Sometimes this nigga come home. It's strobe lights in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like classical jazz or like contemporary jazz playing. I got my cup of wine in a robe. Like, hey nigga, welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> On top of your changing hairstyles, I could just—it's just a lot going on over there. It's apparently. just a new bitch. You can't cheat on me. Don't cheat on me, babe. You, you can't. It's just a new bitch, like every other paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loads of fun. Like I'm a fun person. I'm great company. I'm great company. <sighs> you gotta lighten it up in your relationships, guys, fellas, women, women, women. Because a lot of women—I'm just off topic. We're at the end of the show, but I just want to say something. A lot of women um, kind of wait for men to do the romancing mm -hmm. and wait for men to kind of woo them. It's like, woo your nigga. Woo him. Because he's going to be like, wow, this bitch really loves me. Mm -hmm. All right. You really put it. You know what I'm saying? They might put the extra effort. You Instead of, you know, 27 pumps, you may get a good 42. Do your due diligence. If you got to dress up, if you got to set the mood. Like, do those things because they matter, and men care about it. They don't say it, but men, you know, they love to be pleasantly surprised. So, ladies, pleasantly surprised these niggas. Mm. Well, I, I feel like that's the perfect place to end it. God damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any any other parting words, anything before you plug your social media and we can get out of here? Um, No, just, of course, guys, if you're... If you love um, Righteous Ratchetry, of course, check out our podcast and also check out Urban Sweet Talk podcast with myself and Marla. It's a good old niggerific time. Um, you can always hit me up on the Twitter machine at I am Queen T. I am Q W E E N T E. I have to spell it because people try to spell it the traditional mm -hmm. queen way, but um, real ass bitch. Anyway. <laughs> so. 
Oh man. So wait a second. I gotta ask it's this before one. we leave. Like I know what? you say you don't talk like normal people from Liberty City, but like, do you do you go into it sometimes? Every now, it really depends on what's happening. Okay. Normally, um, if I'm talking to friends, uh, if I'm talking about men, um, or if I'm really just talking about hood shit, okay, <laughs> it That's comes cool. out from 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 time to time. Cool. I had to ask that. Well, everyone probably knows where to follow me. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. But if you want to follow us collectively, you can do so at LL Loveless B A S Pod. Um, yeah, on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns to Loveless and B A S at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you guys. We are the best adult podcast out, period, point blank. Peace. Period. <laughs> Period. Okay, now. We got London on the track. I should have known better. Can't even pretend like I don't want it again. On the brain all the time. Thinking about the things that we did. You did so.